and welcome to Legal Tech Tapas, a new podcast serving up bite-sized summaries of the latest legal technologies with myself, Andrew Jardine. For those that tuned into our last episode, you'll know that we covered the AI negotiation tool Legal Sifter. Well, this episode we are going to continue with that category looking at Cicero, a tool that claims to be the world's first fully automated lawyer, and we'll be talking about Cicero with the CEO of the company, Matthias Strasser. If you didn't listen to my last episode, I do recommend you go back and have a listen. One, because I want you to, but two, because the interview with Kevin was actually really great. Just as a quick refresh for everyone, tools in the AI contract negotiation space are tools that are intended to help with the back and forth negotiation redlining of day-to-day contracts. The aim of which is that you can do it a bit more quickly, more consistently, and, and generally with fewer errors as well. Now, CISO is a little different to some of the other contract negotiation tools. So what is it that it actually does? Similar to the other tools in the space, CISRO uses a combination of AI and data science to automatically find clauses and to show you where they are. Right now, CISRO is focused on finding clauses in a smaller set of day-to-day contracts, things like NDAs, hold harmless letters, and so on. But no doubt that is going to increase as time goes on and the company grows. Where CISRO gets interesting for me is that it claims to be the first tool that goes one step further than just using the AI to find clauses, but also then automatically make wording edits to clauses in a counterparty contract or in response to counterparty redlines. If you're wondering, well, how does the tool know what changes to make? It has initially been trained by Cicero's partner law firm. So that's how it knows how to identify particular clauses and also what wording changes would be considered best practice. Cicero does say, though, that they can train the tool to make edits based on your specific standards. But at present, that is something they would have to set up for you. It's not a self-service option. So you'd need to do some upfront activity, I think, with Cicero and, and work that out with them if you were to adopt the tool. Finally, Cicero does still have most of the workflow features you'd expect in a negotiation tool. Things like doc editing, places to save your guidance and fallback language for your contract reviewers to access. And that way, if you do still feel like doing those changes manually and and not fully relying on the AI, you can do that too. Okay, hopefully some of that explanation made sense to you. If it didn't, don't panic, as it's now time to invite onto the show someone who is much more qualified to explain things than me. I'm very pleased to welcome on Matthias Strasser, Cicero CEO. Hey, Matthias, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. I know you have a busy life. You're running, I think, two legal tech companies at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually the mothership, as we call it, is Wall Street Docs, which is a company that we started 10 years ago. And Cicero, the company I think we're going to discuss today, is a part of Wall Street Docs. It's a subsidiary at the moment. We've been working on that for the last 18 to 24 months. But the funding, the initial funding for the development of the Cicero software came all from Wall Street Docs, which is a more established company. I think let's just get straight into it. So first question from me is, we'd really love if you could share a bit of background about yourself and your journey towards founding Cicero and 
Also, if you happen to have a really good fact about yourself that people don't know, we would love to hear that as well. Well, let's start with the fun fact whether my friends know, but the wider community doesn't necessarily know is that I'm I'm also a sort of a very keen musician. And I think the craziest thing I've done is I, I wrote a song and produced a song for the Eurovision Song Contest in 2018. I, I took part for San Marino, which is a landlocked microstate in northern Italy with uh, just 30,000 people. And we picked a singer, wrote, produced a song and put it on stage with a bunch of dancing robots. And, you know, there was a bit of a release for me here because we went through a very busy period with Wall Street Dogs at the time. So that's the fun fact. But generally about myself, so I'm one of I'm a, sort of that generation that grew up with computers where you could buy the computer either as a construction kit or as a ready-made box. And so in the 1980s, I just spent a lot of time programming but then my grandfather and my father prevailed on me to study law instead and so became a lawyer. And I did this for 10 years at uh, Sullivan and Cromwell, working for their New York, Frankfurt and London offices. But then, you know, over time, my old passion came through again. And in 2009, I combined the legal and the technological interests I had and started Wall Street Docs, which was a document automation company for structured products, as I said initially. And we've been doing this for 10 years. The idea was always once, you know, that that software is up and running, we should look at data extraction. And that's what ultimately led to Cicero. Mateus, I love that you took part in the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm a huge fan. And I'm going to be looking up those dancing robots on YouTube right after the show. So on the show already, I've done my summary of kind of what Cicero does and try to explain it to our listeners. But it would be really great to hear about it from yourself. Can you give us your elevator pitch for Cicero, explaining what it does, who should use it, and, and what's the problem that is solved by the product? Yeah, so I think, you know, it really reflects sort of everything I've learned about the law, both as a lawyer and then also as a document automation specialist with Wall Street Docs. And I think one of the key insights that we gain from Wall Street Docs is that document automation only captures really, you know, 5% of the value chain once you move outside of structured products automation, because a lot of these documents are negotiated. So I think one of the early sort of briefs or goals for Cicero was to create something that can not just draft documents, but more importantly, mark up documents, because the markup of a legal document is a key step in the negotiation of a document. So the idea was if you solve markups and if you can come up with a software that assists business people, legal people, law firms to actually make comments and review legal documents, you, you have the core of something that can capture the remaining 95% of the value chain. And then as we built this, you know, and we looked around what competitors did, it became clear that you know we, we were doing something unique here, but there are you know, when you say legal AI and you go to someone's like, hey, we can do markups, they love it. They they go like, is this really possible? But then the second question is, what about you know data extraction? What about visualizing the data points that the system finds in the contract? And so what we've done over the last nine to twelve months is to catch up on these other features to have not only a markup solution but also something that can go into the contracts you know, classify the provisions, read them out, visualize them, and also summarize them in a due diligence report. So our current vision for Cicero, reflecting sort of this uh, slight pivoting that we went through over the last 12 months, is we want to build a cockpit for legal users that covers everything they need from an automation perspective 
that is a document generation, that is data extraction, that is due diligence, and that is also the mock-up of documents. Those four features combined, and yeah, I think that's what the platform currently can do. It's obviously, it's a, it's a work in progress, but we have uh, pilot users now that, that test each of these four functionalities. Thanks, Matthias. That was a helpful summary. Something tells me you might have done that before. But to make things a bit more real, do you have any examples of actual client success using the product? Yeah, so we have, I mean, we've developed much of the functionality in very close collaboration with one of the world's leading private equity firms, not as an investor, but as a customer. And what that private equity firm went through is an exercise where they looked at their legal spend and they, you know, obviously they use, you know, some of the most expensive law firms in the world because they're doing very complex transactions. But, you know, as so cost consciousness, you know, seeped into legal departments, including at that um, private equity firm as well, the uh, question was, do we need the white junior law firms to do everything or are there things that we can do cheaper? And that led to a strategy over there where they said, you know, we have a New York law firm that does X and then we find a cheaper law firm to do Y. And then, you know, we want to push as much as possible to technology as sort of the third component. And the core functionalities of Cicero's have all been built around this. So we started out with the NDA markups. So we actually have sort of uh, associated law firm we work with sometimes to create training sets for these markups. So um, we were able, working with that private equity firm, to create a training set of, you know, several hundred NDAs, which we anonymized, which we made sure didn't reflect any personal information, and used it to train the system. And the result was that whereas that private equity firm previously paid, I think, more than a thousand dollars per NDA markup is now able to do this at a much lower fee and in some areas at a flat fee. So significant cost savings and significant process efficiencies as well. So we showed this then subsequently to a couple of law firms and they pointed out to another benefit they saw, which is that you know law firms in responding to these cost pressures that the industry sees have tried to sort of come up with outsourcing centers and various ways to reduce their cost base and still provide the same service. And that led to you know the creation of sort of large departments of paralegals in a sort of offshore locations or maybe not offshore, but you know at least not in high cost centers locations. And there the issue is that there's a lot of staff turnover. And having a system that basically pulls together the combined wisdom that exists within the law firm as to how a markup should look and then applies that and creates a first markup, which then the humans in the law firm can look at and refine, ensures that um, the, the, you know, it's some, it's, it goes some, some way to offset that staff turnover, right? Because the combined wisdom of the organization is the starting point for the negotiation. Interesting that you mentioned the institutionalization of knowledge using AI, because that is also something that I've seen in the marketplace a fair bit. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of an insight that I hadn't thought about myself. I always thought like it's a cost cutting, it's a, it's process efficiencies. But of course, if every every markup that a lawyer in the organization does is fed into that learning database and to that training set, you know, then it becomes widely available and doesn't get lost. Okay, so the fourth and final question for you today, Matthias, and I think this one will probably be easy for you to answer. We've heard from other comparable technologies on this podcast before, and there are other similar tools on the market as well. 
So if you had to tell us your single most important differentiator that sets you apart from them and, and all the other tools that are in this AI space, what would it be? Oh, that's very easy to answer. It's our domain knowledge. So if you look back at the Wastedox experience, we also had a number of competitors and they all provided technology solutions to the industry without necessarily having a very deep understanding of how the industry works and what the documentation problems in that industry are. And I think we were able to sort of establish Wastedox as a significant player in that industry because we had significant experience drafting these documents manually. And that's kind of the key advantage we bring to Cicero as well. I think a lot of other companies, you know, have technology and go to clients and say, have a go at it. You can train the system yourself. This is how you do it. Everything we do comes pre-trained, right? You have the ability to add your own training specimens. You can make the system better. But our ambition certainly is that when we say it works for a particular application, it works out of the box. And I, I, I really think that having drafted, having negotiated these documents, having done due diligence exercises, and really knowing what the subtleties are, what you have to watch out for, problems that can arise, is really a critical distinguishing factor. And I think the clients we talk to very much appreciate the fact that um, it comes out of uh, configured out of the box and, and they don't have to then go in and sort of spend a year or two years to develop a data model, train it the right way, try different approaches. Because I should, it's a, it's a, it's a long-winded answer, but um, I, I want to I hark back on that. There are different ways you can extract information, obviously. There are different machine learning techniques. There are, there are pattern recognition, right? There's all kinds of different techniques you can employ. And I think in practice, what, what you'll find is that, you know, it's a combination of technologies that gets you to the best results. Sometimes the machine learning or a particular type of machine learning yields the best results and otherwise, and sometimes it's pattern matching, it's always a combination of all of that. And so what we want to do is when we go out and say, this can extract not just a governing law clause, but for, for a loan agreement, for example, can give you really deep insights and can allow you to make those decisions you need to make at scale when it comes to picking contracts for library decommissioning. You know, it's important to uh, go out with uh, that combination of tools pre-configured so the client just has to upload the documents and take it from there. Mateus, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really a pleasure to learn about yourself, Cicero, and of course, those dancing robots. Look forward to seeing those. Thank you, Andrew. It was a pleasure. Now that we've had a chance to hear from Cicero themselves, just want to finish off with a quick thought on who I think can find the most value out of this particular product. The value of using AI to locate clauses is a well-tested one these days. It speeds up contract review and reduces the chance of reviewer error. So there's really not any controversy there. Although to find an ROI from this, my guess is you still probably do want to be a larger organization so that you have a meaningful number of contracts to review. When it comes to the automated redlining, however, this is something that's a bit newer to the market and I honestly just don't know how much efficiency people are going to get from this feature. But I can see how having a machine make contract edits in a controlled way would help your company to maintain some kind of consistent application of standards. So that might be something that is of value to you. One final thing to consider is if you do want to teach the tool your specific standards, rather than relying on what Cicero has pre-trained out of the box. You are going to have to commit some upfront time to doing that. 
as well as having access to a reasonable amount of training data, i.e. contracts. This leads me to suspect that the tool is probably going to work best for medium to large sized organizations, those that have access to that amount of training data, but also have the resources to invest up front. Well, that's it for this week, folks. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, I would love it if you could subscribe. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. And if you prefer an email newsletter, we can do that too. You can sign up for that at legaltechtapas.substack.com. Oh, and I almost forgot. If you're wondering about Mateus's song from Eurovision, I found it on YouTube. The track is called Who We Are and it's representing San Marino in Eurovision 2018. I strongly recommend you check it out. It's pretty great. Yeah.